It's time to look at the waiver wire in fantasy basketball. Who's being added? Who should we add? Who should we jack off? Who should we hold? All of that stuff coming up in today's show along with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and this is Dizzy Stuff, folks. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Listen on the audio podcast, come across and watch the YouTube video. Watch the YouTube video, then go download the audio on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. It's a great way. You're an everyday, you're a double banger. So many titles, you're going to have to get extra room on your license. That's how good it's going to be. All right, we are going to talk waiver wire. That is what we do uh, in these shows on... Thursday for me, Wednesday for those of you in the United States. Let's start by going through some guys that I think are must-roster players. And the way that, again, we changed a little bit of the definition on this. It's guys who are, um, it's it's more of a short-term must-roster versus like, this is just what's happening all season long. So just get the same names and with all the dead leagues chucked in, right? So we're looking at a bunch of guys here on the must roster list that are available in over 30% of leagues, who I think in the next three weeks uh, should be on your roster. And I think we're starting to get into that period of time now where it's going to be harder to find the longer term guys popping up. And we're more just looking like, who can we get for you know three days, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, whatever it is, getting some value in. And the number one guy on that list, you saw him flash across on the transition if you're one of the double bangers watching on video, it's Isaiah Hartenstein. Not only is Mitchell Robinson out until probably the trade deadline, but now Jericho Sims is out. And no, Taj Gibson is not going to play 30 minutes a night. You can joke whatever you want about Tom Thibodeau. I do. I have done it for years and years and years because the big fella's an easy target. But Taj Gibson's done. He's, uh, unfortunately for Taj, he is cooked and he cannot hold up and... Again, contrary to what you might believe, Hartenstein's actually good. He is going to play a million minutes. I think he's going to start. He's going to probably play 40 a night, honestly. I don't know how often they go to Randall at center because let's be also honest, they don't have any power forwards. So we'll see how that works there. Um, ma- yeah, massive. Hartenstein 50% is a nonsense number. It- it's so low. It's ridiculous. The next one is the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. I know. I, I know what you're going to say. Josh, you fell for it. You fell for Alex Caruso. You fell for the Bugs Bunny in a um, you know, woman's dress sort of situation. You fell. Uh, maybe. But I just can't leave him on the wire, man. He's just good. So we add him. He falls apart. We drop him. We add him. He falls apart. We drop him. All that sort of stuff. Like, it just, he's available everywhere, Alex Caruso. He's available everywhere. 69% available. Uh, <laughs> I wish somebody sent me a message that said 69 available. Ah, oh, it's a bad day again. No, Josh. Derek Lively, 63% rostered. Yeah, I know he's injured at the moment, but don't let that dissuade you from rostering him. By the way, also, we debuted this on the earlier Wave Wire show this week. Must roster categories this is, and there's must roster points. Probably should put that little title up there. Anyway, Lively, you just can't leave him on the wire. I don't care that he's injured. Go and add him. This is ridiculous. 
I am hesitant also to say that Pat Williams is someone that you must roster at the moment, but Pat Williams is someone you must roster at the moment. I've said a couple of times, I don't really think the Tory Craig injury gives a huge boost to Williams, but what it does is it just solidifies his floor. So instead of saying, well, now he's going to play 38 a night, it just means there's less risk of him playing 25 because the guys coming behind him are the Red Rooster or Julian Phillips. And they're just not going to have the trust of Billy. As much as we know that Billy Donovan doesn't trust Patrick Williams all the time, he sure as shit's not going to trust those guys. So it helps the floor of Pat Williams. He's available in a lot of spots. He's not going to wow you with big scoring. Sometimes, but not always. It's about the little things. Some good three-point shooting, some steals, some blocks, some okay rebounds. The most one of the most frustrating players in the league that doesn't play for Portland. Does Portland have yeah, they've per capita, they've definitely got the most frustrating players in the league, Portland. And I and I like a lot of the Portland guys. And you know who I'm talking about. Grayson Allen. Yeah, I, I do think that Grayson Allen is a must roster for now. I know it's Grayson Allen, right? I, I know this. What's it? Kirkland Ted Cruz? Or maybe Ted Cruz is Kirkland Grayson Allen. You decide. With Bradley Beal out. Allen is going to start. He's going to play 30-ish minutes. He's going to hit threes at a really high rate. He scored double digits. He'll get a couple of assists, some steals. I just don't think you need to leave him on the wire at all. In fact, you shouldn't. And the last one is Tari this season. They are just finding ways to get him minutes. There is going to be a game coming up. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's tomorrow. Well, they don't play tomorrow, but coming up, that he gets 21 minutes. We go, why? He's so much better than Jeff Green or insert player name here. It is going to happen but they are getting him consistent enough minutes where you just have him and we see where it goes. I don't see a clear 30-minute-a-night starting role for Taria. That would need an injury. But they're just carving out little bits and pieces for him, which is all we need. That's all we need at this point. The must-roster points list. Again, these are guys that if you're looking at 10 or 12-team leagues over the short term, you should be grabbing them. We've spoken about a couple already. Isaiah Hartenstein's on that list. Dracaris Levert is on that list as well. Now, I do think that you should be rostering Levert in a category league. I just had those other six guys there ahead of him in terms of short-term value. Levert can be frustrating with his minutes, which we're seeing at the moment. We can be frustrating with both of his percentages. Now, things might... We'll talk about the Cavs more later. Things could be opening up a lot more for them. But for a points league, Levert is just... It's almost non-negotiable to me. Talked about Pat Williams already. The next name there, again, is a category league guy, but he didn't quite make that cut in those top six names. But Brandon Pajemski, I think in a points league, is someone we want to grab. He did hurt his back yesterday, but we'll talk about this later. Every, he got dropped everywhere, which is crazy. Because he hurt his back and missed a half of a game. I, I get you were trying to do something different with it, but that was unne- that's unnecessary. So now Pajemski's like available. That went down like 15%, I think. A crazy amount. Go and add Pajemski back. Categories and points. Denny Avdia. Now, I was hesitant to put Avdia on here because I'm not sure that he's a must-roster guy, especially for category leagues. I think for points leagues, at the moment at least, there's enough security in his role for me to suggest that he probably shouldn't be sitting on the wire. But I'm not super on that. Tari Eason, again, we spoke about him already. He is uh, in that must-roster discussion. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with me and the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast and Network to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So when you're out there scouring the waiver wire, every week we're going to find players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who I have picked for this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Well, I've gone through some of these names already, but I'll just go back and talk Tari Eason because, again, we just need to keep mentioning this because he's still 40% available. 
There are going to be frustrations, but we are seeing him back from the injury, impacting stuff defensively, rebounding, hustling, steals, all defensive stuff. And it's great for fantasy. All formats, all leagues. We add him and we just see what develops. And that's bait. When we're in week nine of fantasy, which we are, that's what we're doing at this point. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this works. Let's see how it moves. And that's with Tari Eason. We are see Eason-ing it. Now, oh, that was a terrible pun. I'm sure eBay hates it. Anyway, I'm going to try and get these guys each week to help you get a championship by finding the players that are a perfect fit. And eBay knows that that is the same with your vehicle as well. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is that your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. I saw someone, eBay, I know this is not in the script, but someone said, man, I can't believe it. I used to buy Pokemon cards off eBay, and now they're selling cars. Yeah, eBay's doing so much stuff. Like, you know, it's not a full car, but we're talking about all the parts for your car. eBay does so much different stuff now. It's not what it used to be where you could buy um, you know, clothes or Pokemon cards or whatever. You Cars, cars, we've got them here. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Okay, that is the must rosters done. What about droppable players? Get that garbage out of here. How much do I need to talk about what this means? I think I still mentioned something on it because I don't want it to be confused. You do not have to drop these players. You don't have to. Some of them, maybe you do. This is category leagues as well. These are just guys that if they're sitting on your roster and you go, hmm, do I actually, do I? Do I need to hold? And for me, the answer is no. These are not guys that I project to be top 150 players for the rest of the season. There'll be little stretches where they're better and worse. But as a general rule, moving on, opening up streaming slots, opening up potential to take flyers on Tari Eason or Brandon Pajemski or someone else from a Golden State team that we'll talk about later on. You're taking those flyers on guys is what it's about. Jalen Green sits at 88% rostered, and he was better last game. But in category leagues, he has just so many deficiencies. Free throws, field goals, steals, blocks, rebounds, assists. He scores well sometimes, but he's like, what, four out of his last five games under 30 minutes a night. He's the guy seeding minutes to Tari Eason at the moment. So I've got him held in a 12-team league, industry pickup, but I'm first. So I can just sort of wait on it. I like his scoring. But unless you're just absolutely frothing for the scoring, what for? Move on. You don't need to do it. Andy Wiggins. I I actually really, really worried about what the hell's going on with him because it's just, it's weird. Like he is 20, what, eight or 29, just signed a new contract. And now he's acting like he's Tony Roten. He's like the worst part in the NBA almost. I stream him in. Sure. Get him out of here. Absolutely. Russ Westbrook, there's just no reason for a multi-category killer playing 17 minutes a night to be anywhere near a 10 or 12 or honestly 14-team league category roster. This is um, this is just, what's the term the kids use? I don't know, meat riding. That's what it is, yeah? Because that's what it is. All it is is, is Westbrook stands going, yeah, but you know, he just needs a team to utilize him better. They're just going to build a system around him. Cool, but also no. So move on. Zach Collins, 69%. Collins was great yesterday, and it's always hard to drop a bloke who just dropped a 22-point game, because he did. But he's going to go and play 18 minutes next game, most likely, behind Victor Wembanyama, and that's useless. Now, you don't have to drop him right now. Wait and see. Does Wemby actually play on Thursday? 
What do they do with Collins? Cool. But he's very much on the cut list. He's very much there. Because unless Wimby is out, it appears the Collins is not going to have anywhere near that value. I've got Josh Giddy on this list as well. Now, two of his last three games have been better. They've been better. Um, but again, it's been a cavalcade of bullshit from him all season. And we see low minutes most games. He has deficiencies in defensive stats, percentages, threes. He's a good rebounder and assist player. But if you're playing 25 minutes instead of 29 minutes and your shooting's worse than it was last season, again, it's more trouble than it's worth for category leagues. And the last one there is annoying, but I, I think it's Asar Thompson. I, I don't trust Monty Williams to run him enough minutes. And people say, well, the reason they're not playing Asar, I think I talked about this the other day. The reason they're not playing Asar is because he's so much of a winning player and they, they're trying to lose games. A um, couple of things. When you've lost 24 in a row, you're 100% not trying to lose games. You are trying to win them and you can't because that destroys an entire franchise and fan base. They are not trying to go, we are going to lose 80 in a row. That's They are trying to win. And Asar Thompson's a rookie, despite how good we think he is and can be, he's not contributing to winning. He's actually contributing to losing. If you want to lose at the moment, you play him more and you say, Asar, take shots because he's terrible at it. I think he's going to come back and be good at some point, but I'm not I'm not really thinking that I need to um, hang around and wait for that. If we look at points leagues, there's not as many names that pop up to me that of these guys who aren't these top 150-ish sort of players guaranteed rest of season. Collins is there, Wiggins is there, and then we go to the Pelicans. And these are, again, controversial. It's Herbalife Jones and Trey Murphy. If I'm in a category league, I'm not dropping Trey Murphy. But I'm also understanding that he is not a top 50 or top 70 player. Top 100, probably best case, top 90, right? That's what I think for Trey. Herb is obviously really struggling at the moment. And when you pin your value to low volume defensive stats, this is what happens. It's why I don't overly value those guys. It's why I've been screaming without screaming about, I don't think that KCP is a must roster player because it's just all coming from steals and who knows when they're there. They're all over the shop. You know my, you know my theory on this. And Herb's a bit like that. And at the moment, we thought, oh, has he improved as a shooter? No, it was just a hot streak. And that's fallen away. In points leagues, he was never a must roster Herb Jones. His value is just not there. He doesn't do enough of any of the categories that matter for points leagues to count. And with Trey, honestly, it's the same. They become more droppable as we go to like shallower 10 team points leagues. But in 12s, if you're sitting there and your team is pretty stacked, again, it's all about honest appraisals. Who's your worst player? If Herb's your worst player, he's gone. Get him out of there. Get that garbage out of here. If Trey Murphy's your worst player, jack him off. Like You don't need to hold on to those guys. If you're sitting in first place destroying everybody and Trey's your worst player and there's no one on the waiver wire that looks exciting, then, then hold him. That's fine. But we can't be assigning the value of Jones and Murphy is like, nah, they're untouchable guys in a points format. Again, look at your own points format. You can see what these guys average and how far away it is from what is an acceptable amount. That is what is important too. Um, let's go through the most added players over the last 48 hours using our advanced roster percentage metric over at Basketball Monster. The number one on there is Taylor Horton Tucker. And as much as I despise watching Taylor Horton Tucker play most of the time, and as much as it makes me laugh watching Utah Jazz fans and Jazz beat reporters go, what is this guy doing? He does have fantasy value. As long as Keontae George is out, Horton Tucker should be rostered. Now beware, you are going to get absolutely brutalized with percentages at times. And if you ever have to watch a game, 
it might be awesome. And you might go, how, how is this? Wow. What's this guy? Other times you'd be like, bro, can you just get the ball into somebody else's hands? That is the Horton Tucker experience. But for now, he's gone up 46%. He needs to be rostered. The next one is Isaiah Jackson. And that, that is interesting. Because at the time of me recording this, which is almost 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, the 20th of December, both Miles Turner and Jalen Smith are questionable. Now, they could both be out and Jackson's a great stream. Well, they could both be in and he could literally play zero minutes or five minutes. We know he's got this great permitted potential. He's in that group. Maybe I'll do a show on this at one point. Guys, I just want to go somewhere else. It's him. It's quickly. Moses Moody. Who's the other guy? There's another like sort of shooting guard wing player that I think is quite good that sort of always gets buried. Can't think who it is. Jaime Huckers. Nah. <laughs> anyway, Jackson's one of those guys who go, well, only if he'd be great. But it's a big if. I don't know why a lot of people have just jumped on that hard. Deandre Hunter up 19%. Oh, get ready. What's that meme about Adam Silver? Get ready to learn Chinese. Like This is like get ready to learn disappointment, buddy. Because it's Deandre Hunter. He's going to have four. Let's guess Deandre Hunter's stat line today. And this is being harsh. I'm definitely going to get it wrong. I'm going to say 14-2-1 on 41% shooting. If that comes true, you all owe me a million dollars each. Every one of you. Yeah, he's been added, which is which is actually, it's totally okay to add him while those guys are out. I've got no problem rostering DeAndre Hunter. I just can't wait to see the big drop next game. Trace Jackson Davis, this is the one that maybe you're all waiting for, but I did discuss this at length on yesterday's recap show. He's up almost 7,200 teams on Yahoo. I put bids on him in, also shout out to Karan, who's been on this show. He went in a league together and the asshole snapped him up so quickly on Yahoo. We don't have Fab. Again, and Fab just needs to be a thing on every league because I was busy working, recording. Then I get the notification. Oh yeah, Karan's added Trace Jackson Davis. Thanks. Anyway, I put a bid on him in four leagues. Industry pickup, our Roto League, the two locked on fantasy basketball, five leagues, two locked on. No, I didn't put a bid on him in industry pickup. Sorry. I put it on in my Roto League, locked on fantasy basketball, bold points, categories, and the FBI World Cup. I got him in two of those leagues. I got him in locked on fantasy basketball, bold points, um, and I got him in the World Cup. I didn't get him in the Roto League, and I didn't get him in the categories league. In hindsight, I was dumb. I should have added him after the last game when I was actually talking up. So let's see what happens. And I even had tags on him on Basketball Monster. Hey, if you're in a 14 team league, go and add this and see what happens. But I didn't do it. And I should have. He's added everywhere. I don't know that he is going to be this great long term option. I'm not sure. But like the theme of this show earlier on today, it was let's add and see. Like, let's see. He's clearly at this point. Kevon Looney looks like a mummy, he can't move. Sharish is fine, but Jackson Davis just gives this extra pop. Now, when Draymond returns, I don't know what that means. Because there'd be Kaminga, there's Green, there's Jackson Davis. Like, who's in and out here? I don't think Pajemski's injury has literally anything to do with Jackson Davis whatsoever. And I would still have Pajemski over Jackson Davis. I wouldn't drop uh, pods. I think pods will start when Draymond comes back, no problem. And at the moment, Trace is still a third stringer. But it's about having a crack. Is there a 5% chance he's a top 110 guy rest of season? That's even probably maybe too high. If I'm in a deeper league though, like he has to be snagged and we'll just see where it goes. But if I'm going to tell DeAndre Hunter uh, managers to be ready to learn disappointment, I'm ready too. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Isaac Okoro rostered in a lot of spots. His last couple of games, good. Good minutes, good roll, sneaky assists. I've read the Isaac Okoro book many, many times. And he flashes it, and then he has four points in 31 minutes and does nothing. 
in anything that is 16 and 14, he is a very, very clear ad. Very clear. I don't hate it as a 12-team stream. I just don't see any... He doesn't have this robust fantasy profile the way that old mate TJD does. Dale Davis, son legend. Things are interesting in Cleveland, though, because Donovan Mitchell now questionable for today's action, and I don't think there's been any change in that status at this point, but um, I'm just going to double-check that on Cleveland because that obviously opens up now. He didn't practice either with that shot. Uh, apparently, an illness. he hurt his shoulder last game too, so I don't think that we... Um, yeah, I don't think we need to... Actually, try again. I, don't, I think Mitchell may not play. That's interesting. And then the other ad is there at Hartenstein. That it, Hartenstein's going to play 40 minutes today, I'm pretty sure, and that is going to jump even further. Get on while you can. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. It is the holiday season. We know this, and that is a time of stress. You might not think it is. You might think that the holiday season is a time for relaxation and family and celebrations, but that's not the case for everybody. There's stress. It's like you hosting people at your house. You got to, you're getting gifts for people. You got to hear things from relatives that might not align with your your um, worldview, or whatever that becomes really troubling and problematic. We know this. This can happen, and BetterHelp is there to help you get better and be able to cope with these sort of situations. If you have benefited from therapy in the past, why don't you tell one of your family members, hey, you might want to like talk to someone to better help. Like, I know it's hard to go through. Well, we all have to go through. I've done it. It's been great. Right? You need to be able to help yourself. And also, before you can help other people, you need to be able to help yourself as well. It's really easy. If you start thinking of starting therapy, you give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, you can give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. With BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, we're going to round this out now. That was the most added players. That would mean that we've done that, and we need to look now at the most dropped players. That makes sense. Get that! So who are the guys that have been um who are the guys that have been jacked the most? Number one is Caleb Martin down 30%. And that feels a little quick. Jimmy Butler out today. Kevin Love out today. I get it though. Like he played 22 minutes that last game. He's gonna probably play 39 today and put up pretty good numbers. There is 10 games on. I don't think that while it's frustrating and weirdly enough, over the last two days, I've had two people message me and say, Josh, how do you deal with like fantasy burnout, fantasy regret, what you dropped someone and they went off. Um, you made a bad trade. You didn't grab this guy. How do you deal with that feeling of like, oh my God, how dumb am I? What are these moves? Like, how do I deal with that? Like, well, I've got these injuries. My team's hopeless. I love this. It's yeah, But it's you're driving me crazy. Um, and, you know, in the spirit of better help sponsoring the show, but here's my fantasy better help for you. You, you can't change that shit, right? Once it's happened, it's happened. If you drop someone and then it was a dumb move, say you dropped Kobe White in week two and you think, well, this is never going to happen. Cool, right? Some did, some didn't. And now he's gone off. You go, what am I doing? This is seven weeks ago. Just move forward. You literally cannot change it. You can look at it and go, hmm, was there any lesson here that I should have learned? Anything I can uh, adapt and move forward into other decisions? Okay. Well, and if not, move on. You, you literally can't change it. And that's the same here with Caleb Martin. So if you drop Caleb Martin, Long-term, I think it's the correct move. Today, he might come out and have 22 points, hit seven threes, have six rebounds with two steals, and you go, I am an absolute fool. 
And a lot of these moves would have been made, dropping him, before the Butler and Love news came out. Just don't beat yourself off about it. Even though, I said up, not off. Even though, like, it would be annoying. Why did I do it? Longer term view. Anyway, Bilal Kalabali, down 25%. Again, he's not producing at the moment. I wouldn't drop him. I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of patience here. Just Let's see what happens through Christmas here. He was trending up, a little bit of a drop, but I'm just going to see how it goes. But he's not producing. If you need it, move it, move him. It's cool. What I don't understand is this. 18% drop for Benna Pajemski. Come on, man. He, like, he missed a half with a back injury. What, what that, that one, I don't understand at all. Will you regret it? You actually might not. Honestly, you might not. He might not be that good. But that is... The lesson you learn from that is if he does become good, he's like, settle down. Why are we dropping to the bloke at halftime? Eric Gordon, one of the biggest drops in Yahoo numbers. Why? I know he didn't play particularly well, but no Bill. Good minutes. Good schedule. Doesn't make sense. Andy Wiggins. Yeah, easy. And I wrote Santiago Dama plus, but he's actually minus. He's a drop. He isn't a very clear jack off everywhere. Yep, we do not need to roster him in 10 or 12 team leagues. Let's look at hot players. And this is a perfect time for me to talk about what the sad situation that is Ricky Rubio because it looks like he might be done. I said this about two days ago. I think I'm very worried that he's not coming back to the NBA and he's not doing very well at all. And then Shams put out that tweet today suggesting that it's basically the same. And then... By the way, if you're one of those people who's just replying to Shams' tweet saying, hey, hey, come to the Lakers, Celtics, go get him. The reason he's not playing for the Cavs is not because of the Cavs. It's because he doesn't want to play. So yeah, like probably don't need that. Anyway, Rubio, one of the hottest players of all time. Shout out to him. Um, yeah, it looks like he might be done, which is really unfortunate. And we just hope that he is okay. Kevin Love, one of the best players over, these are all top 100 players over the last week, and the Silver Fox himself has been awesome. Now, he's out today. I don't, I, I don't, I can't feel good about saying Kevin Love's a 12-team league. I can't, but he has been. So I don't mind him as a stream. Obviously, with him not playing today, it's not good. Big Dick Nick Richards, the easiest stream of all time. When doubtful will, uh, legend Mark Williams continues to be doubtful every game, I'm doubtful that he's actually doubtful, but what do I know? Does a double doubtful mean an out? It appears so. We just keep riding Richards until Williams comes back. And then we wait until Williams is back playing good minutes because that's what happened last time. Williams came back, played 20 minutes and got hurt again. So Richards, yes, is a, like, why is he only 22% rostered? That's an insane number. Um, Norman Powell, 39% rostered. He is a great stream guy, but that's it. But he's been top 100. Kyle Lowry, no Butler, no love. Lowry's a good stream. When they are healthy, I don't think it's going to happen, but he's providing some okay value. And amazingly, I am having to talk about Jim Wiseman because his last few games are good. Are they going to run into a situation where they go, well, Wiseman's actually playing well and Marvin Bagley's good, so we've got to go back to two bigs? I, I fear for my own sanity and for the Pearson's fan sanity. If they do that, I'm, I am worried. Wiseman, with Stewart out, is actually worth streaming. Long term, I, I don't see it at all. But again, I've been critical of James Wiseman's NBA ability, and he has improved significantly over the last couple of weeks. Still looks like, at best, a backup center, but he's playing well. And I could not believe that I saw this per game. He's played three games. Peyton Watson's top 100 over the last week. Hmm. 2% rostered for Peyton. We don't necessarily need to do anything, but 
if you're in it now, I know sometimes I criticize people's dynasty leagues and say, hey, if you need to make a decision on a Men Thompson, then that's not a real dynasty league. If you have to make a decision on Peyton Watson, it it possibly could be a real dynasty league because he's sort of not providing big blow-up numbers. I think he's going to be pretty good in the future, and we're getting a little uh, glimpse into it at the moment. So he's just someone to watch in those deeper, deeper formats. Let's look at some injury replacement options at the moment. We are going to go to Cleveland. Sam Merrill, 1% rostered. Craig Porter, 3% rostered. This is more immediate short-term with Garland out and maybe Mitchell out. Merrill went absolutely bananas last game. I would expect that Porter would start if Don Mitchell is out because we know Milk is also out. And Merrill will get 30 off the bench, maybe. And the other other name to watch there, could they... Could they play Amani Bates, who is shooting like 43% from three on like 10 attempts per game in the G League? That's what he does. He bangs them. I don't think that his defense has any chance of holding up in the NBA, but he is an absolute three-point double banger. He is huge from out there. But Merrill's got him at the moment. They are some very, very short-term options. So is Nemeas Keita. Now, someone told me that I mispronounced what I was calling him. So I was trying to call him the Portuguese word for the Portuguese tart which sounds like he's just out there hoeing around. And maybe he is. Good luck to him. Live your own life. Um, and now I can't remember the name. Something uh, Donata. So I apologize again for mispronouncing that because I apparently said the first word wrong as well. Anyway, Nemeas Keita with Horford out today with Cornette out at the moment, especially if you're in deeper leagues. Keita is an interesting stream. He might even be worthy of a 12-team stream if you desperately need his stats today. With Andrew Nembhard out, Timothy John McConnell is an excellent stream. We know this. He's a great 14-teamer. He's even got 12-team appeal. He could get six assists and two steals literally every game while he's playing 20 minutes. And that is unbelievably valuable. And the other one there is Dante Exum. Until we get word that Kyrie is returning or even Josh Green, even though Exum's only playing like 27 minutes a night, which is, again, frustrating from old mate Jay's kid, Exum is a 12-team league guy. He remains a 12-team league option while Kyrie is out. That will not be forever, as I hope we're all well aware. But for now, it is um, he's worth looking at. And lastly, we're going to look at some other names that are just worth a discussion to end this show. Um, I am going to start with Gaz Trent because he had a double-double last game. I do not believe in Gary Trent. If you know anything about me, you know two things. I hate Canada, and I think Gary Trent's bad, and maybe that's a crossover between those two things. I don't know. Gary Trent was great last game, and I just want to monitor that. I don't think it's real, but what was important was that they went really small, and that meant more for Trent. So let's watch that one. Taylor Hendricks is a long-term stash. He was basically out of the rotation last game, but I believe at some point in 2024, he will start for the Jazz and be close to a top 100 player. That is a long-term luxury deeper league stash. I'm going to throw Marcus Sasser on this list as well, just to watch. He's back to like 20 minutes a night. He's playing more minutes than Alec Burks. There's still Hayes and Ivy and all those guys still around. Monte Morris, who knows if he's ever playing. But Sasser, is just, it's just a name that is a deeper league stash that again, when we hit March... Hayes is maybe traded. Who knows what the hell is going on with Ivy? Sasa could be someone. It's just a name to watch. I'm going to throw Vince Williams on here as well because he started with Jar back. Now, it's going to be really exciting or interesting. Actually, that's a better word to see what happens when Marcus Smart returns. Do they run Smart as a 30-minute bench player so he can handle back a point guard? Do they start him and then sub him out early to sub Jar as the, as the starter? Regardless, as the point guard. Regardless, Williams seems to have way more trust than the other Williams, Zaya, than David Roddy, than um, Jake LaRavia, than any one of their array of horrible, horrible wings and guards. Vincey 
is available everywhere. As you can see, 93%. I don't think he's a 12-teamer, but I actually wouldn't rule it out. Kelly Ubre, just another name to watch. 50% rostered, no Batum today. Can he get back into my good graces? Almost definitely not. But will he be usable as a 12-team guy? Well, the opportunity is there today, so we just want to see that and just keep an eye on where he goes. And the last one is Keontae George, 38% rostered. I think he returns this week. So again, if you just want to get a bit of a leg up, a bit of a heads up, a bit of a, a, an extra um, crack at it, maybe you can add him, stash him on your IL and see if he, I assume he gets that job back off Taylor Horton Tucker. But you know what? You also never know whether he gets the job back off Taylor Horton Tucker. So that is uh, a guy to go and look at and add there. Maybe and that is the end of today's show. Are you a double banger? Be one. Subscribe here on YouTube. Thumb it up. Operation 80K. Leave your comments and then go check out the audio show and vice versa. It is a great way of helping out the show. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.